Uh, you, you always say that, and yet I'm the one editing, and I, I see that it hasn't. Yeah, but the um, sounded good. Sure. Um, so, uh, yeah, welcome everyone to uh, Game Busters. This is a podcast from GameLuster.com. Um, if you're new here, what we do each week is just dive into a game or a franchise everyone loves, and uh, just kind of talk about where it came from. And so, I know everything's horrible and serious right now. Don't Don't look out the window. We're just inside. We're chilling right now. So I am uh, I'm Nirav and I'm going to be your host and I'm joined as always by my lovely co-host Ree. Hey hey hey. And our special guest today is Josh from the Jarsh Zone. I, is that would you is that where you say you're, you're from? Yeah, I'm I, I inhabit the Jarsh Zone. I'm the only one here. <laughs> okay, that's good to hear. Um, I am now realizing I didn't pick anyone for the Hall of Fame luster, so I'm going to go last. Uh, well, I think. Uh, oh um, no, I Ree, forgot. Ree, did you also forget? Yeah, but I think I have something. All right, all right, Re, you you carry us for a minute. <laughs> okay, I just want to make sure I've got the pronunciation of this correct before I go in. But um, wait, do you want to like tell you what the the Hall of Fame luster actually is this week, and then I can bounce uh, off that? Yes, yes. Uh, so this is supposed to be like the best monster to turn into armor. Um, I do want to qualify that in my mind. Maybe we can change it, but like I was thinking from from any media, and also like. I think traditionally you're not going to gain the powers of this creature specifically. Like, oh. this is more aesthetic. Oh, whoops. So <laughs> mine was purely based on the powers, but I can make the aesthetic work. It's fine. Okay. Yeah, this is just a monster that you kill and you turn into armor and you wear it as as a, as a sense of pride and accomplishment. All right, I'm going to find a way to justify this then. So my pick was uh, yeah. the Malboros from the Final Fantasy series. Uh, they are the weird tentacle horrible things that are 90% teeth. Um, That's and, a good aesthetic, ooh. yeah. And I think that they're just the worst monsters to face. As soon as I see one, I'm like borderline thinking of just like... I mean, you just want to run. You don't even want to bother because they're just the worst. So I would like to go around wearing the skin of one of them so they would all leave me alone um, and never try and fight me. And also you can brag that you've managed to beat one of them. So yeah, the Malboro, definitely. Okay, that's nice. That's good. <laughs> that's a, that's oh, a no. good one. Okay, uh, Josh, what do you have? Uh, the only thing I could think of was Bowser. Bowser. <laughs> I was also thinking of Bowser. Yeah, I mean it's too easy. Because yeah. if you think sure. about it, it's like, oh man, he's got like spikes on his shell, and you could craft that into some really cool armor. So every time you like dodge roll into somebody, you would just hurt him real bad. The thing is, I bet without the shell, he's like really unintimidating. So do you have to use like the rest of him as well? Because He's just yeah, a small like, lizard boy. Yeah, maybe. I'm, just, I'm typing in Bowser without shell. <laughs> yeah, like. I like to think he's really skinny. <laughs> just super intimidating. Um, he, he does look less intimidating, um, but... Ugh. It doesn't um, sound pleasant. Sorry, a lot of these images are pornographic in nature. <laughs> I was going to say, you might be wandering into a minefield. Yeah, um, I'm just going to go ahead. We're just going to close this tab. Um <laughs> Okay, so yeah, um, I've I've <laughs> I've made my my decision based on uh, uh, Ree's uh, uh, entry, and uh, I'll find a picture here. Um, this uh, the the monster that I am going to kill and and wear is the um, from Final Fantasy Fifteen, the Adamantoys. Oh, um, let's see. Then. If you are not, if yeah, I'll pop one. I'll pop it in the chat here. Um, if you're not familiar with it, it is a uh, 
um, the monster itself is a mountain. Oh. That oh. takes up about a fifth of the map. Um, That's a whole lot of armor. Sort of famous for taking about three real in real uh, real life days for to to beat this creature. Oh my god! <laughs> well, you bloody one up uh, me, didn't you, Christ? Yeah. So this is the thing where you could you could show to the gamers and be like, "Oh no, I put in the fucking work for this one." <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, oh, I'll say, hey, don't mess with that guy. <laughs> I'm just trying to see how long it actually takes. Um. It takes so yeah, it takes seventy two real time hours to take down this creature on average. Oh, oh my god. Oh. Um They finally beat Final Fantasy twelve then. That had like an end game boss that took like four or five hours, I think. Oh my god. Uh apparently that that's if you're pretty low leveled. I think it says if you're like higher leveled you can do it in like an hour. Oh, okay. But... That's not so bad. Yeah, Ooh, it's level ninety nine. Oh my god. <laughs> Alright. Anyway, um let's uh let's go ahead and let's get the votes in here. Um so, uh, Re, where are your votes going? Well, I've got to throw onto the, the monster mountain, haven't I? I mean, I can't ignore that. Literally can't ignore it, because it is just a mountain. It is It is just sort of part of the land features, yeah. Um, And otherwise, just Bowser, just because that's funny, and also it meant that you had to accidentally stumble across, like, Rule 34 Bowser. And <laughs> I feel like we should preserve him in Game Luster history just for that. Okay, interesting. Um... Josh, what are, well, you have two votes, so you can distribute wherever you'd like, including your own. Where would you like him to go? Okay, yeah, I think I'm going to have to go with Turtle Mountain Boy here, too, because <laughs> that is Turtle insane. Mountain, baby. Like, you can make so much armor out of that. <laughs> um, or just one really big armor that you, you just pile out like a mech. I would, yeah, in my mind, I'm way, I just, I've, I have, like, you know, control X, the turtle part out of there, control V, me, right into that shell. <laughs> I'll put I'll, I'll put my second vote in for the Final Fantasy Tentacle Monster because those things are horrifying. I, I hate those things so much. Is there is there any sort of a joke in Final Fantasy Tentacle? Like this is like the sequel to Final Fantasy Ten. Hey, that's a that's a funny joke. I'm not sure there's a lot of potential with it though. I'll I guess not. Carry it for forty hours. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give one to the Shell Boy too. But uh, I am going to give one to the other shell boy as well. Because so <laughs> Bowser. Ba- Bowser was actually the one I was going to use until you said it. And oh, I had yeah. to scramble. <laughs> that was a good scramble, though. Man. Yeah, mm-hmm. thank you. Very yeah, good scramble. Love scrambling. Um, all right. Well, welcome. You know what? Here, uh, Rhea, I have a proposition for you. I know we were just talking about moving the Hall of Fame luster. We were. Um, it, interestingly enough, I think we might have enough room right here on the Adamantoys. That's a very, very good point. And if anyone tries to nick stuff from us, then they're going to have to spend 72 real hours to defeat him before they can take <laughs> any of our entries. Plenty- <laughs> and it gives people any time to saunter over there and stop them. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> very- This is better than the moon, and maybe less people will die. You know, that would also be a yeah. bonus. I mean, not no people, but less people. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, so, uh, Josh, I don't know, have you listened to any of our previous episodes? I have, a bit. Weren't you guys on the moon at one point? Yeah, we've been We've the- been on the moon for a long time. We've overstayed okay. our welcome there. <laughs> we have. Elon Musk is not happy with what we've done with the property. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we're uh, let's let's go ahead and relocate back down here to Earth on the back of this big turtle. It's This is turtles all the way down. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Um, you look down, there's another turtle. I mean... <laughs> Also, I want to since we're on Final Fantasy Turtles, I want to give a shout out to the Tonberries, who are my favorite monster in maybe anything. Oh yeah, they're great. Oh god. 
you know those guys? They're like little. They're like a fucking little turtle standing on two legs with like a wizard robe and like a kitchen knife oh and my a god, lantern. I hate those things. All oh, the instant kill dudes. Oh, not I, fun. Like, fucking near the end of fifteen, I think I saw they. Uh, I saw them for the first time because that was the first fan Final Fantasy game I played, and like. Man, I fucking started crying right there. Just dropped the controller. <laughs> yeah, it's there's a reason why. Cause if you play the PS4 version of Final Fantasy VII, uh, you can activate God Mode by pressing down on one of the triggers, and they're the reason why I actually gave in and activated God Mode. I was I just so many hours into trying to defeat the final disc, and I was just like, I can't anymore. I can't. I, I'll be fine. And then I'll get to one of them, and I'll just be instant killed, and it's not fun. So I had to really, really badly cheat on Final Fantasy VII to beat it, because of these guys. Okay, maybe they're not welcome inside. They're not. No. <laughs> um, all right, let's uh, let's get out of here. So, um, welcome everybody to Bustums. Uh, this is obvious. This is actually, I think, a record for us getting to the main part of the show. <laughs> um, like less than nine minutes in. Are you kidding? Nice. <laughs> yeah, it usually yeah. takes like 25 minutes to get here. Um, That's still quickly. So, yeah. It's going too well. We are, um, as you may have been able to guess, uh, talking about Monster Hunter today, the uh, the acclaimed Capcom series. Uh, so, I think I'm not alone in, in saying, like, what's, what's everyone on about, huh? Um, yeah. I think Ree might have said that at some point. I think I have. What's everyone on about then? In it, bro. <laughs> God save the queen in it. That was the full yeah. sentence. Don't forget the rest. <laughs> What's it about then? Swear on me, Nan. <laughs> I regret teaching you British slang. That yeah, I was so excited. Uh, so, Josh, I want you to just, I guess, uh, as as a fan, uh, quickly just you know walk me through what exactly is Monster Hunter about, just in a broad sense. Yeah, uh, Monster Hunter is a is a, lo- a long running franchise in which you are. A monster hunter, and uh, whoa, the basic uh, slow down. Yeah, yeah, we're getting into some deep spoiler stuff here. Um, there's a the, the the main gameplay loop consists of taking on quests through your village, um, hunting big scary monsters, usually because they're a threat to the ecosystem. At least I think that the that's the excuse sometimes to make it not just seem like an animal murder simulator, and. Uh, there are also kind of cooldown quests, like gathering herbs, gathering like wildlife materials and stuff, and uh, that's pretty much it. It's it's a huge grind, um, which is something that a lot of people are very much into. Um, I think that's the crux of it. You you definitely yeah. you grind, you craft new armor and weapons from the monsters that you defeat. Sometimes you have to defeat them more than once to get certain materials to craft like full armor sets and upgrade your weapons and stuff. Um, and you just kind of repeat ad nauseum. It's super fun with friends. Um, not too bad solo these days. It used to not be so fun solo, but I think sure. with world it kind of they kind of put a little bit more emphasis on like, hey, it's okay to play this alone sometimes. It's not too bad. Okay, nice. Um, yeah, so we're going to kind of first go through like the history and, and development of this and then kind of talk about like the game itself. So um, interestingly, I saw that uh, when... So this is this is a Capcom affair, by the way, and uh, you may know that until Resident Evil 1, Capcom had very, very little success selling games in the West. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they historically had a huge problem with it, never really breaking more than, like, you know, even a few thousand. Um, Resident Evil 1 changed that pretty dramatically. Um, they sold over a million copies just in the Western Hemisphere, and that was huge for them. Um, and, and, you know, again, that was, we did our Resident Evil episode earlier, but that was largely due to it being a tribute to American horror movies, right? Um, yeah. I think it resonated with people here because it was, like, kind of the campy horror movie that people were into at that time. Yeah, they had to go really over-the-top pandering with that one. <laughs> yeah, the Jill sandwich and all that. Yeah, the, um, the live-action stuff at the beginning. <laughs> oh, yeah, what, exactly. That's what sold it, hands down. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, after that, uh, Capcom apparently sat down and were like, all right, we have to we have to move more units in the West. Like, it's not really sustainable to just service Japan anymore. Um, and so, I, God, I wish they had told Nintendo about this. Um, but anyway, they, um, th- they were like, we're going to produce three games uh, in a row, and we need one of them. One of them is going to break a million units in the West, not counting Japanese sales. And they were like, they told basically all their studios, like, hey, all of you, like, come come to the board with, like, a pitch for a thing that you think is going to sell, you're going to move a million units in the West. Um, and based on that, um, they came up with, uh, what's his name, Sujimoto? Um, Mr. Uh, Sujimoto came up with the idea for Monster Hunter. Um, just the simple, like you said, very simple cycle of hunting monsters, um, gathering the materials from them going back to your base building better armor and weapons with which to kill bigger monsters and that's that's i mean that's kind of the long and short of it yeah um yeah have you touched the first monster hunter at all it was 2005 on the playstation 2 it looks like yeah retroactively after uh once i got a good enough pc to emulate and stuff especially i was like man i need to i've always been kind of curious to see where this series started and uh it's a it's a weird one. Um, if I recall correctly, I think like a lot of your attacks are done with the right stick as well, and um, which isn't terrible once you get used to it. But I also think there were a lot of event quests that were online only. Like I think there's like a legendary monster you just can't hunt anymore because it was online only, and uh, I think it was part of some initiative. Like oh hey the the PlayStation Two has is online play we should really take advantage yes. of that and that's where like. I think like Resident Evil Outbreak and I think uh, the Devil May Cry director uh, Itsuno did like a racing game that also took advantage of it. So and I think Monster Hunter was the like kind of surprise breakout there. Yeah, yeah. Um, Resident Evil Outbreak was one of the other games that they were like, we need to sell a million of these in the West. Um, yeah. That was one of the other ones that was that was brought up and offered. Um so yeah, uh, Re. I don't know if you knew this. I-, I sure didn't. The PlayStation Two did have online. <laughs> See, I was um, vaguely aware of that, and I don't think I ever owned a game for the PS Two, despite <laughs> spending hundreds of goddamn hours as a kid on the PS Two. Don't think I ever used it. Like, what games had it? I don't. I, I don't think many games had online players. Yeah, I remember a couple of the SOCOM games. If you guys remember that series, God, and I. Um, I distinctly remember back when x-play was a show um they did like a review of uh final fantasy 11 and they mostly were just talking about how much of a task it was setting up the online for (laughs) the ps2 version of it and it was like six hours of like downloading things and setting up and it was just like i don't want to play that if it takes that long (laughs) 
Josh, by the way, I want to get comment, commend you. I did look in. Yes, the other the other piece of their Capcom trifecta was indeed Auto Modelista, which was created by oh. the Devil May Cry creator. Yeah, it's like a cel shaded game. I always wanted to play yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, wow, you came here prepared. Yeah, uh, I think <laughs> I did like a little bit of research and then that's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> You are. I think you might be the second person ever to have done any research before, like coming on the show. I get, I get nervous, and I'm like, I need to prepare. It's, it's off-putting. I wish. I wish I had that drive. I like googled Monster Hunter when I was like coming back from my mom's grave to do the podcast, and the first thing that comes up when you do that is that bloody film that came out. Um, wait, no, okay, it came out last year, didn't it? It's saying here release date 2021. I'm guessing that's the I, release I, over here. I think it came out in China earlier, I want to say, like in November. Oh, last then it got year. banned, so. didn't it? It got banned in China. It, it, it got removed from theaters because they made a racist joke about Chinese people, yeah. the specific audience they were trying it, to cater to. Imagine having one uh, audience to cater to and you make a racist joke about them. That is. I, what? How? <laughs> I, I I loved when when the monster hunter looked directly into the camera and said, "I don't care very much for the people from this particular part of the world." <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I think mean, they should make just it like, equal, and know. in the in the American release, they should make like an anti-American joke just to just for equality's sake, so they can get back but in we, China. I don't know, like it's it's hard to do that because like. With with China, it was like a racist thing, but like there's not like a way to be like racist against Americans, you know? It's like a cultural s- snub, sure. Yeah. Like you know, uh, that's not really the equivalent, is that? No. No, I mean like maybe something like, oh, you guys aren't very good at uh, distributing healthcare to people who need it. Ooh, oh. <laughs> and you know, we're like, yeah, you're right. Scary dragon told me that. I'd go, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, I know. The elder dragon told me. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So yeah, of this trifecta of um, uh, of Auto Modelista, Resident Evil Outbreak, and Monster Hunter, um, Monster Hunter was the winner. Um, it was able to sell over a million copies. Um, uh, unfortunately, did not did not make it that big outside of Japan. Um, but uh, you know, we carry on. They saw some they saw some you know promise in this series though, and Capcom wanted to continue it. So uh, the next thing they did basically was to try to they had the idea to like move it to portable basically from there so um oh gosh i'm trying to remember when did the psp come out was that like before the ps3 i think so i right? think so maybe 2004 before. or 5 yeah was it 2005 it came out here. yeah that sounds uh, psp yeah oh yeah it did wow nice. a good bit before so yeah um march 24th 2005 uh released okay yeah, so they they kind of were looking at the PSP and were like, I think the way to expand this game, to make it bigger, to to increase that reach is to make it portable. <laughs> and so Monster Hunter, well, I mean, like, oh, in, in Japan, this worked. And so this is one of the kind of main things that I wanted to, like, talk about was that, like, when Monster Hunter moved to portable, it, like, exploded in Japan. Um People like were so psyched about this because I think like the I don't know I was reading here like so th- this was basically supported up to four players uh, over wi- over local wireless from the PSP and what would happen was that like handheld systems are obviously way more popular in Japan right yeah. um, but also due to like the country has like you know really high population density way more people living in like high density apartments in the cities and stuff. 
people are always really near each other. So it's like pretty easy to find people to hunt with, you know, and it kind of exploded in that way. And it's, I think Asia is a little bit like odd in that regard, because of course, like mobile, mobile gaming is like huge there. Like not even just like on mobile phones, but like the, you know, the switch, the switch light did amazingly well over there. And, you know, the 3DS, PSP, even the PS Vita sold enough copies in Japan of it. I'm glad it did well somewhere. Um, it deserves it. And nowhere else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, it deserves it. Well, like, it's, yeah. So does the PSP. I enjoyed the PSP. I had a PSP. I don't I don't know if I used it right because the only game I had for it was Daxter. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, like I had game. never... I had never played Jack and Daxter before this, so oh, yeah. I was like, who's this little fuck? <laughs> yeah, no, That's where my Monster Hunter it, journey kind of began. <laughs> oh, it was uh, okay. Freedom Unite. That was the one that kind of became a cult classic in the West. Okay. Um, yeah, I. but really what I did with it was that I, my friend who was like a little bit better with computers back then, like installed an emulator onto the PSP and just put the original Spyro trilogy on, which I had requested, Ooh. and... That was and just like literally the only thing I ever used the PSP for was playing uh, Spyro two and three uh, just they, over and over again. They embraced that with the Vita. They were like, "Oh, people just want to play old games on here," and that was good. But with the PSP, I say I liked it, but the only game I owned on it was uh, Crash Tag Team Racing. Um, and as the one fan of that game, I had a blast playing that with its bloody ten-minute loading screens. Maybe the PSP isn't Ooh. as good as I remember. I was six years old when it came out, so that probably describes why I thought it was good. So I want everyone to know that they did re-release the the first game, Monster Hunter, as on the on the PSP on newer systems as Monster Hunter G. <laughs> Just added the letter G to why, the end. Why oh, G? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Monster Hunter G. You know, it's not the least boy. cool letter. I don't know if they ever no, that's even my explained G. it. <laughs> <laughs> there was no no one asked for an explanation. I guess. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, yeah, but so then they they moved on to let's see, Monster Hunter Portable Third, which was not a good name. I think in the West that was changed to Monster Hunter Try, um, T R I, not like Try. Yeah, I was about to say, harder, Monster <laughs> just, Hunter. <laughs> just try and play this game, please. <laughs> just try it. It's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so like I said, it, it started off really huge in Japan, but like they just like could not get like a fucking foothold in the West. Like, for some reason, everything they tried on um on on the PSP, and then of course it went to the 3DS and stuff after that. Um, and like to the point, I think Monster Hunter Generation. Let me see, was it Monster Hunter uh four? Monster Hunter four was only on the 3DS. Yeah. Um, and that was like a big commercial flop in the West again. Like, it sold great in Japan, though, is the thing. And, like, these games keep selling great in Japan. Um, and, like, this this happens in China, Korea, India, pretty much all over Asia. Like, people ultimately prefer to be, like, mobile. They don't want to sit at home and play a video game. Or, slash, they're not able to. Um, and... I, I don't know if you guys have any thoughts as to to why that might be. I mean, it's it's a recurring phenomenon we see all the time. But like home consoles are just like so unpopular in in Asia. I didn't actually know that. I knew that um, portable consoles did really well, which I guess makes sense, like you said. Um, yeah. But yeah, I didn't know that about home consoles. I would because. 
I guess like population population density is a thing, but then also where I live, there's a lot of population density, and I don't see anyone using a, a switch out in the open. Um, yeah, like I've, I okay, well, like I've been over there to to London, and wow. um, I've been been over to the suburbs there, and uh, everyone's just very in small. This it's like tall, skinny houses. Yeah. It's kind of just crammed together. I live in um, one of them. Uh, it's not nice. <laughs> it's... Sure. <laughs> it's, um... Yeah, so you have, like, hundreds of families living in, like, a very small area, and yet still no one is brave enough to take their Switch out and play it with people, or even... D- Jesus. D- I mean, DSs, kind of, but, like, even then, not really. <laughs> Maybe it's, like, a... I think it's a coolness thing. Is it just cooler in Asia? Is it is it less embarrassing to... Go out with a PS. I think it's probably could be partially that, or like I was thinking of like the the transit systems in Japan too. There's just a lot of like riding subways and stuff, so it's like oh, just bust out the old PSP and hunt monsters. I think, (laughs) yeah, no, I I think you're, I think you're definitely right. Like, just like pulling out a a game system and play on your like 20 minute train commute or whatever makes sense. Um, Yeah, which is, I mean, of course, like the Switch has taken off so much over there, like. It's also I think the first um I think the Switch is the first home console in a while to be sold in China. Um uh because um there there's like a Chinese law, I don't know if you know this, that like any product sold in China has to be sold by a Chinese company. So Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, Nintendo actually formed like a kind of a partnership with Tencent and they actually sell switches to Tencent and Tencent sw- sells switches to retails. Oh, yeah um but that's kind of why like playstation and xbox don't like exist in in china really um i think that they're available to get at this point but like it's it's been so long like that nobody just just nobody cares anymore um <laughs> it's it's kind of a strange market over there like people don't people also prefer to not own gaming systems there like people prefer to go to internet cafes and play on gaming pcs in these cafes for a few hours and just pay for renting the the space and time. Um, okay. And I mean that's, yeah, that's kind of just what it is. People don't really want to have a big, you know, nine foot tall PlayStation Five sitting in their living room like I do. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know, but like, as, uh, people have also theorized, like you said, Re, it's because there's like a lot less space over there, which there is. Like homes are way smaller on average, but. I think also in the UK, people are pretty crammed together, and they seem to be buying up PlayStations to so they can play FIFA with the lads. Maybe you know? they're just less intelligent. Like we're like, oh, we've got no room in the living room. Oh well, we're gonna get an Xbox Series X. Uh, you know, can barely fit my fridge in here, but let's buy this fridge. You know, it's yeah. yeah. Our, our uh, home's just crack messy. Crack open a cold one with the with the boys and uh, <laughs> with the lads. Sorry, excuse me. Exactly. Um, yeah, so um, basically, this Capcom was really finding this to be a problem. They're they're really their only series that was making waves in in the West at all was Resident Evil at this point. Like pretty much everything else they were putting out was getting ignored, uh, largely by Western audiences. Um, even even hits like uh, you know critically acclaimed hits like uh, like Mega Man and um, God what was I thinking of like Devil May Cry stuff. This. Those games were reviewing extremely well, but they were never selling many copies, you know? Um, so they were finally like, okay, fine. And they all just sat in a big conference room and just one guy's like, 
we gotta do consoles. I'm sorry, everyone. We failed. <laughs> we failed the handheld market. Um, but yeah, they they uh, decided that okay, our next game is going to be ex- going to be like PC and consoles, uh, X- Xbox One, PS4. Um, this game is going to do good. This is a good game, but nobody wants it in the West because it's handheld only. So we're just going to move this idea to PCs and consoles and just spruce it up a little. Um, so they also uh, were interested in kind of uh, flattening the learning curve in World. So I was going to ask Josh, I don't know if you can speak to that a little bit, having looked at the older ones. Does, does World have like kind of like an easier, like get in, like, you know, easier to, to learn, hard to master situation going on? I'd say so, yeah. Um, sadly, World is the one I have kind of a a little bit less experience with. Um, I do have a friend who put over like 300 hours in it, but, um, and that was his first real crack with the series. Cause he'd kind of bounced off of it previously, but he was like enamored with world because it's just like, I think this was the first one where they kind of eliminated the, the loading screens between map zones. So now it's just one huge seamless map you can explore. Um, the overall just quality of life stuff, like uh, being able to track the monsters, like, you can like track their paths now instead of just kind of like, well, I think he might be in this zone. So I think I'll just hope that he's there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's, that sounds kind of miserable. Like I, it's, it's, I, he sounds like he might be in this corner. So I just I'll walk a <laughs> yeah, little. Yeah. That was kind of my, like, that's kind of why I bounced off a bit too. And even rise, like the first few monster hunts I've done, they've just been on the map. Like you can see exactly where they are and it's like, Oh, okay, well, I'll just go there and like get started. And like I, I I honestly prefer that. And I think like World really kind of started the trend of like we need to get a wider audience involved in this, but also still make it enticing for like hardcore players. Yeah, yeah. So this this game is one of those that you could literally just grind your way up, I think forever, right? Is what I've heard. Yeah. Yeah, even after like the I guess like the quote unquote main story. Um, after all that, there's like the high rank quests and, uh, that's not even counting Iceborne, which I think adds dozens of hours of content. Um, but yeah, you can, you can pretty much keep going. And I think they did a lot of like online events and stuff. Um, I knew you could get like Dante's outfit from devil may cry at one point. They did like a resident evil two crossover. Um, I think they did a final fantasy one too. Yeah, it's it, it's weird because like this this franchise has like consistently been I think critically acclaimed pretty much all over the world, mm-hmm. but it's um I, I and I feel like I hadn't I don't know about you, Re, like I had not heard of this franchise until the 3DS one, Monster Hunter Four. Yeah, same. Um, I think that was that that one actually broke out pretty well, and that one actually was the first to sell a million copies just in the West, like not counting Japanese sales. Um, yeah. which was, you know, pretty big for them. Still not like quite what they wanted, but like, you know, it's a step up, like we're moving in the right direction. I think- and also Monster Hunter 4 was the first one they actually localized, I believe, like rather than just kind of doing a, a copy paste sort of translation for it. <laughs> I think they've definitely got a bit of a brand recognition issue because in like, but as someone who doesn't like super, super closely follow it. In my mind, I think of it as quite like a modern franchise. Like I said, it only really came on the radar for me with the 3DS version. I was not aware of its like super extensive history, especially on the PlayStation 2. <laughs> so 
Yeah. Yeah, using the using the lucrative online of the PlayStation Two. <laughs> so I'm guessing there was just a bit of an issue, maybe with the advertising. They didn't see it as like worthwhile to sort of get it in people's heads as a franchise that exists until fairly recently. Yeah. Yeah. And like, because I remember like the PSP version, kind of like trying that and thinking like, oh, this is kind of a neat idea, but it's definitely a niche game. Yeah. And I think they tried to really push Monster Hunter. Well, Monster Hunter Tribe would become Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate on the 3DS and Wii U. And I think the mm-hmm. fact that it was on Wii U made people go, oh, whoa, this is cool. But, you know, like 10 people on the Wii U, so that didn't pan out. <laughs> I was one of those 10. But... Opening up your Wii U and seeing that a game was available for it was like Christmas. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, a game. It's been years. <laughs> like, we had uh, Nintendo I did. World. I, we, you had a Wii U, right, Ray? Yeah, we had that Nintendo. Yeah, I had one, too. We, We're elite. <laughs> Let's do a dust check on ours. After this is done, let's see how much <laughs> dust is gathering on that gamepad. <laughs> I'm gonna wait. I a actually, lot. I I actually um I donated mine to a children's hospital a few months ago oh. because I realized it was literally just <laughs> gathering dust, and I was like, somebody's gonna enjoy this better than me. <laughs> see, I would do that. Although, but my my brother does very very occasionally get an urge to play Smash Bros. Uh, for Wii U. So for that, uh, and Pikmin Three. Uh, so because of that, Pikmin. Well, bo- yeah, just, uh, both of those are on Switch. Yeah, so he doesn't want to rebuy. It was just, it was just fair. <laughs> so now and then whatever. he gets the urge and he dusts it off for. <laughs> it's like yearly dusting at this point and plays yearly it. Yearly dusting. <laughs> um, I I remember when I went to give my Wii U to them. I was thinking in my head like, oh man, the kids are gonna love doing the Mario stuff or whatever, right? Um, and then I realized the only like physical after I wiped the the drive, you know, and gave it to them, I realized the only physical game I had was Xenoblade Chronicles X. And I was like, the kids are gonna love it. <laughs> they're gonna love that grind. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna love the grind. They're gonna love the mech suits that you get after thirty five hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, yeah. So um, this uh, so um, basically, Monster Hunter World was like just a gigantic hit. Like it is. Yes, the series and Capcom's best-selling game um, hit about 16 million units sold, um, which is pretty crazy for this series yeah. because they were barely breaking a million on some of these, and suddenly we're at 16 million sales. Um, it's uh, it's 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 crazy, really. What like what what just being on the right system at the right time will do for you? Because um, like I mean, even if this game was exactly the same but released for like the PS Vita or some shit, like would have maybe sold a million copies again. Um, and also PlayStation getting really heavy into the marketing for it. Like, I remember that Sony marketed this as one of, like, the tentpole, like, titles for the PS4. Um, they they made it, like, the centerpiece of their E3 show, too, uh, the year before it came out. Yeah, I remember that. Um, yeah, which was kind of crazy, like, seeing... Because a lot of people were like, I don't know what... Mo-, like, mo- quite frankly, most people watching that, like, didn't know what Monster Hunter was and never heard of it. Yeah, um, I kind of wonder if it's because of, like, the re- the rise of, like, games as a service, too, kind of helped it. It was just like, yeah. hey, here's another, like, ongoing thing you can put, like, hundreds of yeah, hours into if you want. Yeah, it's a grinding online thing. I mean, like, that's people love that shit, like, yeah. quite honestly. I mean, um... I don't. Everything I know about Monster Hunter World, I've I've learned in the last I think hour and a half now. Because my my friend, like I mentioned, my friend is playing it right now in this room, and I'm watching it on the TV next to me. Um, so I'm sort of absorbing it through osmosis right now. Um, I do like the cat people. Oh, palicos. Um, palicos, yeah. 
Um, you know, I, I like that. Uh, it also is like a really gorgeous game. I'll give it that. Yeah, I think that's um, another thing that drew people in. It wasn't as uh, jagged looking as kind of the older and, games. Yeah, like, <laughs> and I mean to be. And then I I'd also we tried out the the Rise demo this morning, um, and that that seems to have gone back to its jagged brown roots a little bit. Just a bit. Yeah, I finally I like I'm about five or six hours in now. I kind of put in the time <laughs> just because i was like i knew i was going to be here recording this so i was like i should play rise a little bit see if i can bring in a, any input in and uh yeah yeah you're in like a foresty area for a good chunk of it but it's it's starting to switch up a little bit but they, okay. they made some they made some they definitely made some scale back kind of right i mean to run on the switch sure like which, it's yeah the fact that be... they oh sorry <laughs> oh no yeah i was just saying like i think the um so we, we also know, by the way, that like it looks like Nintendo has paid for a year of exclusivity on this game. Yes. Um, and it is coming to PC in uh, March 2021 or 2022. Sorry. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I'm I'm interested like if people are gonna go in for the Switch one because they're so excited coming off of World, or they're gonna wait um, to see if it comes out on PS5 Series X. I don't know. Re, where are you at on this? Where are you getting Monster Hunter Rise? Um, I still have to be convinced to get Monster Hunter Rise, I think. I don't know. I've never followed the the thing before. I'm interested in that I'm guessing it's just one of those games that like you don't do a full playthrough of, you sort of just come back to when you do want to do a grind. Am I accurate in saying that? Yeah, that's that's kind of how I treat it at least. I know some people who get like like I said my friend who has like the 300 hours into it, he pretty much blacked out for like a month i think and uh but for like me i love just kind of hopping in doing a couple quests maybe do some of the smaller like oh hunt 10 of these small animals kind of thing and then do like one big monster quest before putting it away for the day but like it's it's kind of cozy that way yeah i think i sort of want another game like that and i could i I might actually just get it on switch to be honest I'm, i'm just one of those people that's like if it's on switch i get it on switch i don't even know why my joy cons don't even work I don't know why I keep doing this, but... <laughs> <laughs> I do that, too. I, I just like the portability of it, yeah. even though I don't go anywhere. I'm just like, well, <laughs> exactly. I can have this right up in my face now. It's like, <laughs> just, just in case I do leave the house at some point and want to play it on broken Joy-Cons, I have that option. It's all about versatility. <laughs> I think yeah, that's that's true. Um, Rise demo is still I'll... out, right? Like I think you uh, can... yeah, the demo saw it. Yeah, yeah, cool. I just downloaded it this morning. So yeah, it's weird. Yeah, if anything, try the demo first and go from there. See if it's. I think they give you a couple quests to mess around in. Okay. Um, this is a sorry. I was just on the Steam page for Monster Hunter World. Um, top review not recommended. Seven thousand two hundred sixty-one hours. <laughs> um, oh my god! Now it says that now I think there's a real reason for this. Is uh, apparently they um, have. Uh, with no explanation, re- uh, remapped and locked all uh, all of the controls and key bindings in this game, and so like you can only you can't play it if you're left-handed anymore. Oh, um, that's disappointing. You, yeah, like what a weird thing to do after it's come out already. Yeah, that is like um, a sh- slap in the face to accessibility too. Like, yeah, wow. Um, lo- not a. Oh, this one, absolute dribble. Feels cheap and nasty and rushed. Controls horrendous. Okay. <laughs> that's a that's another thing. It's it's uh it's a very deliberate game series. 
Like, uh, if it's, I think some people look at the the high level gameplay and they think like, oh my god, I can do that like immediately, like Devil May Cry. But it's a it's a very methodical, like almost clunky for like to a fault. But um, sure. it's very satisfying once you kind of get locked into that mindset. But I, I I think I've had to rewire my brain every time I've like jumped into one of these games. Okay, gotcha. So yeah, so yeah. Since you've dipped into Rise, like, what are your thoughts on it so far? With, uh, from what I can see, I mean, like, it seems like you ride the dog to uh, monster, and then you kill monster, and you take it back, and you make more yeah. armor for dog. <laughs> yeah, you can put armor on your dog now. It's awesome. Or I think they're called Palamutes, which is also yeah, adorable. Palamutes, yeah, but yeah, I think I. It's probably too early to say, but I think this one might be my favorite so far. It's definitely like uh. definitely. The, I, I I think I played three hours straight last night. And I don't do that with any games. I don't think I've done that since like Breath of the Wild. And like, I really man the the loop is pretty intoxicating. And like I said, those aforementioned uh, accessibility or I guess quality of life features, um, like being able to track the uh, monsters easier and. The fact that you can ride the Palamute and you can go fast without like having to drain your stamina and stuff like that—that's just so nice. I, I think it just makes things a lot more kinetic and like it gets you to the fun faster. Yeah, I think that's one thing that a lot of games are, are realizing in the last few years is that like there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, gameplay elements I think for games that were developed back when series began because of hardware constraints. Yeah. And, I think people just kind of relegated it to like, oh, this is just a feature of this game this, or this genre, you know? Yeah. Like, and and really, the thing is, you got to figure out what is the fun part of your game and how do I get players to that part the fastest? Yeah. That, I agree with you on that. Yeah. Like, which I think like was a lot of what inspired like Breath of the Wild, for instance, to break away from everything that we knew about Zelda. Like, um, like you know the the with the base question of just like what makes zelda fun that is just the sense of adventure and like yeah. build it on build on it from there like so yeah I, I like this i like this a lot that um they're they're kind of streamlining it to you know like the man i i still remember re i think we talked about this when like people were talking about like hades not being really a roguelike because it doesn't make you sad <laughs> because it's good oh because it, it's fun i enjoy playing this game therefore it's not this genre that has loads there was of like a legitimate it shouldn't have and just has because there's like a legitimate post somebody made on on reddit with uh, some support mostly not support uh like that Hades is not a real roguelike because it is fun <laughs> and like roguelikes cannot be fun oh because you have to you have to you have to earn this game. Oh you my have to God. you have to bleed and sweat through it to, to be able to mindset. say that you played it. It's it, the Nintendo philosophy of like if it's not fun, what's the point? Make your yeah, games fun. Red, yeah, Reggie had it right. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't get that either. Like even like I no. like some of the more brutally unforgiving roguelikes and stuff. Like I love Spelunky, but like those are still like. I don't know. Like, I like the way Hades kind of rewards you even in failure and yeah. stuff. Like, yeah, that's, that's good. Man, I mean, you want to keep. I feel playing. all the time. I like being rewarded for it. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't like walking away. Like, man, I just wasted my my time on this. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you. Uh, I, I don't actually know this. This is a real question. Is there like a story in these games? Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> it's very it kind of varies from game to game like i think rise so okay. far it's like it kind of started out with like oh our trade routes blocked off by this like monster go kill Big it. boat yeah, yeah yeah it's the the suez canal and you have to go <laughs> 
But you uh, have to go fight it, yeah, <laughs> and use its parts to make another boat. Yeah, and I think World had like a big overarching thing with like a, oh, I can't remember the name of the. It's like big, big elder dragon. I think Nergigante. I think I might be wrong on that. Know. Yeah, it's, it's elder dragon. Yeah, yeah, there's like an overarching kind of plot in a lot of them, but they're they're just set dressing free to go do the do the hunt. Sure. Is it's all so it's all about the hunt. Yeah, yeah. And if you got if you got lads, like it's even more fun. Right. Yeah, I was going to ask about the lads. So like have you have the more memorable moments in this game series for you been like just playing with friends online? Yeah, absolutely. I did in the like 30 or 40 hours I put in the world, which is like spare change <laughs> compared to some other people but i think i did about 80 percent of it with a couple friends and it was just it's just a lot more fun especially if you're repeating quests to get certain like pieces for your armor set up and then you can just like jump in with people and i think world introduced the flare gun so if you're going solo and you're really stuck on a difficult fight you can like shoot a flare gun and anybody who um i think they have to like set up for it basically it just summons in random players and they'll like help you out and i think rise has something similar too but i haven't i don't think i've gotten that far yet Mm. okay i've i've heard that like this game kind of feels like almost like the 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 grind is equivalent to that kind of like an mmo like if you wanted to do that offline or just like co-op basically yeah is that kind of yeah and it, it does lend itself well to like replaying quests and stuff especially if you're like way far ahead of your friends you can just be like oh i'll jump in with you and i'll help you with these like whatever you're stuck do on. a raid on this dinosaur yeah <laughs> i guess yeah okay nice um yeah so so would you recommend this for people to do single player do you think or no i think with world and rise especially like try it solo and just see how you feel like how you lock into it and like mm-hmm. also never be afraid to just experiment with every weapon I feel like every single weapon will like fundamentally change how you view the series. Um, and it just depends on oh, how okay. you like to play. Um, like you, you can get like the dual blades if you just want to go fast and go crazy. Um, or you can mm-hmm. wield like great swords or hammers if you just want to like do big damage, but you're going to be really slow. Um, and I, right. I usually switch it up depending on if I'm alone or with friends. I, I like kind of the bigger methodical weapons if I have other people with me. Sure. That kind of makes sense. Ari, you have any questions or anything? No, not really. Um, <laughs> I'm interested to hear that it's more just like the story is just an excuse to get to the gameplay. Um, I'm guessing that's because they didn't yeah. want to like, to make it appeal to the West, they didn't want to like bog it down with lore, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Make it I, I feel like, yeah, maybe. and I could be doing a disservice, maybe there's probably some like monster hunter historians that would be like, Hey, you're wrong. The story in this is really well, deep. Um, actually, there's even more lore present <laughs> like, in uh, World than the previous titles. There were more um, cutscenes, that's for sure. They really wanted to flex that budget, and like the yeah, even the like, cutscenes looks, looks good. Yeah, they're beautiful, and like it's like I, I see the plot playing out, and I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. Please let me go kill now. Yeah. <laughs> so have you have you played any of the spinoffs? Because there's like a lot of weird ones. There's so in many. Here. There's the uh, the Monster Hunter stories games there's, there's uh the we have one. monster hunter diary poka poka iru village <laughs> oh yeah I, I don't i don't know if that one ever that only released in japan yeah um monster hunter dynamic hunting uh also released. ios oh that had a worldwide yeah. release oh it was a fighting yeah. spin-off. <laughs> i don't think i ever got to play that one 
um, Monster Hunter Spirits, Monster Hunter Explore. I did play Generations Ultimate on the Switch. Um, yeah, that was the Switch one. That feels like a kind of greatest hits of the classic Monster Hunter formula. It's just like, okay. that is some of the most bonkers amount of content I've ever seen in a video game. Because I think Ultimate just threw everything in there. And I think like nearly every monster up to that point that's ever been in the series. So many like online exclusive quests that you can just play offline now like it was it was nuts like i, I don't think i scratched okay. the surface on that one barely there's also one called monster hunter riders which i was imagining just sonic riders squid swap again um oh. just get some of those dinosaurs on those airboards <laughs> send them down i would i would play that in a heartbeat <laughs> uh it it turns out it is a turn-based uh, rpg oh, unfortunately. on mobile <laughs> <laughs> on mobile only yeah. yeah i am kind of interested in stories just because i like the art style a lot especially the stories too what it looks like yeah um, it looked really cute and it's got like supposed to come out this july i think yeah, yeah. and i think yeah. it's supposed to have some crossover content with rise so that'll be that'll be fun to see yeah i might dip into that one honestly more i i think just it looks like more of a cute pokemon sort of collect little monsters guys yeah thing. i'm really i'm really uh, interested in that too i never got to play the first one though i know you can get the first one on ios now it was a 3ds oh, okay. game but yeah yeah it was on 3ds and i did i did check it out out of curious curiosity still is 40 dollars oh. on the 3ds <laughs> oh wow um because uh yeah so really good um <laughs> yeah but uh oh actually here uh, there's the sales charts right there so yeah monster hunter world sold the most 16.8 million units and hey hold on a second this is cool iceborne sold 7.2 million which is about half of that so wow Dang, about half yeah. the people who bought the game liked it enough to buy the like 30 dollar expansion yeah. for it that's pretty that's pretty crazy um yeah, the rest of these did uh, okay, but yeah, interesting. So I, I, I was going to ask about the movie. I think we've talked a little bit about that. Have, did, wait, did anyone watch it, or are we just talking about like what we've heard about it? Yeah, I haven't seen it, unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, I don't know. <laughs> I heard yeah. it was really bad. Um, I know that director has, uh, has a reputation for not-so-good video game adaptations. <laughs> Yeah, well, he it's weird because he did, like, the shitty Resident Evil movies, and then Capcom was like, yeah, do it with Monster Hunter. Yeah, those made know? some money. <laughs> That's the same. I think the Resident Evil movies, some of the Resident Evil movies made, like, commercial success, at least, yeah. even if they weren't critically popular, right? But, so, mm, I don't I know. I think I'm right saying, I'm just looking up now, he is, no, he is the same guy that did the Mortal Kombat film. Um which I'm a massive fan of. I think the original Mortal Kombat film in the 90s is just phenomenal, cheesy, bloody goodness. Um, and yeah, then, I like that one a lot too. I, I would unironically sit down and watch it. It's not even like the room level sort of ironic watch. It's like I could sit down and have a fun time with that. And then every video game adaptation afterwards is just like a slog, which doesn't really appeal to the fans, doesn't really appeal to a general audience. Um, and it looks like... Because I get obsessed with bad movies one what i've seen about the monster hunter one it's his magnum opus in the sense that it's like all of his traits put into one film um very bogged down very boring uh not exciting to anyone not exciting to the people who don't like the franchise not exciting to um people that do like it um mila Djokovic is there it's it's got all all the traits of one of his films and i can't wait to see it Okay. Yeah, I kind of want to watch um, it now. I'm more of a curiosity now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oof. 
Okay, uh, so are there... Josh, are there enough ghosts in this game? Enough what? Ghosts? I am unaware, actually. <laughs> Do you... Can you, you, know, you can't think of any ghosts in this game? Huh. In my, in my experience, no. I don't think so. Okay, so I guess, so I guess the answer is we need more ghosts. Then. We always need more ghosts. <laughs> All right. That sounds good. Let's get some ghost dinosaurs in there. Oh, my um, God. That'd be amazing. I would, I, I would be down for that. All right, let's uh, let's go into time for games. So uh, today we're playing Who's That Monster? Um, what I've done here is I have taken uh, the like either like whatever it's called like the in-game um, I don't know like bestiary entry or whatever describing a monster from Monster Hunter or a Pokedex entry for a Pokemon. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've uh, just to just to be very upfront. I have removed any words that might indicate like if this is Pokemon or Monster Hunter related, like you know, um, from the Dex entry. But uh, yeah, so I'm gonna read these Dex entries, and I need you guys to tell me: is this a Monster Hunter uh, monster or is this a Poke Pocket monster? Oh, this is gonna go really poorly. I can't wait. Amazing. <laughs> I think so. This guy. Um. All right. Uh. They boast a spongy purple mane that can both store and disperse a powerful toxin. Moistening this mane seems to revitalize it, so it prefers to reside in watery areas. Hmm. Monster Hunter? Only a Pokemon. If if you if you think you know which one it is, if you, and you want to toss out a guess as to like what actual one it is, you can do that too. Oh, I'm real bad with Monster Hunter names. I remember like Jagras and Rathalos, and the the, the, the Rathalos is like the Mario of the franchise. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, well, it's not Rathalos, um, but it is it is a Monster Hunter. It's a purple Lawdroth. It says. I have to look up a picture of that real quick. Don't know him. Don't know him. Um, all right, how about this one? When its life comes to an end, it absorbs the life energy of every living thing around it and turns into a cocoon once more. That's a bit OP for a Pokemon, I'd say. Um, I'm going Monster Hunter. Oh. That sounds like... So- sometimes Poke- Pokedex entries have like weirdly dark... Yeah, <laughs> they do. ...things in them. I feel Maybe- like that is... I mean, that's just a bit too powerful, really. What if someone knocks one out in the wild and you just ended everything? <laughs> kind of yeah sad. unless it's a legendary i wonder Ooh. oh man i'm gonna say pokemon let's let's <laughs> take a risk all right yeah man you got it it's eveltal legendary pokemon oh, my God. oh no is that the on the that's the y pokemon, oh, okay yeah. yeah okay yeah re get a hold of yourself come on dang <laughs> i don't know my monster dang that is op <laughs> okay yeah. it can charge itself with electricity from the furious movements of its wings tail and crest that's definitely Monster Hunter because I think that's one of the earlier world boss yeah. fights. Nobody, nobody wants to. Yes, it's Zapdos. Oh, oh no, it's Astalos. Oh, okay. Which is <laughs> you're right. <laughs> yeah, I second um, guess myself for a second. I'm like, oh, what if it is? <laughs> All right, how about this one? Herbivorous deer-like, valued for their horns, they tend to run away at the first hint of danger. Ooh, that's the Apple Pokemon vibe from that one. Yeah, I think I think Pokemon sounds about right. That is a Kelby. It's a monster hunter. Oh, no. Oh, whoops. I blew it. I don't know, Kelby. Um, Sounds... How about about this one here? Let's see. It is so overwhelmingly powerful, it can bring down a mountain to make its nest. It wanders about in the mountains, seeking new opponents to fight. That... I've got... That's got Pokedex vibes to it. Just one of those bonkers ones. Yeah. Is there any Pokemon that 
takes down a whole mountain right. to make a nest, though? I, that, I feel like some be. of them would do it if they felt like it. Maybe it's a monster hunter. Or a monster. I'm going to say monster hunter. Uh, it is a Pokemon. It's Tyranitar. <laughs> oh, I got duped. <laughs> they're like fairly, duped they're again. fairly common as well, aren't they? So, yeah, fairly. Huh. Actually, Dunno. a regular occurrence, just in the Pokemon universe. A whole bloody mountain comes Yeah, what, like, Pokemon West Virginia must be not doing well. <laughs> Much like the real West Virginia. Um, although it is a very picture of elegance and beauty while swimming, it is also cruel. When it spots prey, it inserts its thin mouth into the prey's body and drains it of its bodily fluids. Oh, um, that's a whole thing. That's terrifying. Yeah, that's really morbid. <laughs> Um, I'm again. I'm gonna go Pokédex. That's one of the weird ones. I'm gonna go Monster Hunter okay. for this one. I think again. This is a Pokémon. Hey. This <laughs> they don't do a lot of underwater sections in Monster Hunter anymore. I don't think. Oh, After really? the swimming okay. controls in three, people were like, "Please don't make us do that again." <laughs> ah, gotcha. All right. How about this one? Uh, thanks to its gargantuan jaws, which could shred thick metal plates as if they were paper, it was invincible in the ancient world it inhabited. Monster Hunter? Maybe? Yeah, I think Monster Hunter. Come on, this is Pokemon's oh, again. This is Tyrantrum. <laughs> Tyrantrum. No. The T-Rex one. Oof, I'm bad on my Pokemon history. <laughs> okay, we got two more. Um... Its rigid scales function as offense and defense. In the past, its scales were processed and used to make weapons and other commodities. This could be Monster oh. Hunter. You don't really have well, a I'm weapon gonna... manufacturing in Pokemon, do you? <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe Monster Hunter. It's a Pokemon. Yes! Pomo O, the dragon. Stop, stop these bait <laughs> ones. I hate the bait ones. I don't know if it's... If they weren't bait ones, this wouldn't be a game. Yeah, but like, right, I don't know one. if it's like a bait one or a triple bait or a quadruple bait i can never tell is this a triple double bait yeah it's hard to they're know. gonna have a crossover now these are also similar yeah yeah uh an orange and green striped species of small carnivores found mainly in desert areas they travel in packs so their large fangs and claws contain a neurotoxin that can paralyze prey oh. that's i quite, think that's monster hunter that's quite sciencey and not just bonkers so yeah probably probably monster hunter yeah that is a gen prey i think yeah yeah, those guys are cool. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay. Well, that was pretty good um, for Josh, not for you. I got three <laughs> entire points. But, I, think on I blew you it guys. in the second half there, but. <laughs> ah. Okay. Okay. We've done worse in the past. I for have sure. done much worse than that. I'm not sure about something to be so proud of, but. Excellent. All right. Well, uh, let's let's uh, go ahead and close out. So, thank you. Um, did 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 anyone make any of these games? Somebody did, right? Was Todd there at all? He must have. Was Todd Howard involved in this process? Probably not, because this is uh, Capcom. Have they done any crossovers with Capcom stuff? Was there a Was there a Devil May Cry in Skyrim <laughs> or something like that? I'm sure. Ooh. Todd has played a Monster Hunter before, so let's thank him for that. He thinks it. I mean, how different really is it in Skyrim when you're hunting down those dragons? Yeah, there you go. The main connection. The s- the s- the Switch version, you can get the Master Sword and the, like the Hylian <laughs> Shield. Yeah, I love it. It looks so good in the game <laughs> yeah. and not gross. Yeah, for real. Um, um, so yeah, you can find us at GameLuster.com um, and at YouTube.com slash GameLuster. We have cool things there. Come check it out. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at GameBustersPod. 
Um, and yeah, if you're if you like are interested in us doing like a specific game or whatever, you know, throw it out there. Whatever, we'll look at it. I'll I'll definitely see it, <laughs> and uh, then I will assess. Um, the so yeah, I I guess uh, just want to also remind everyone like if you are on like an Apple thing or like iTunes, if you could roll over to the uh, App Store and give us a a rating, like a good rating, that would be good. <laughs> Um, if you give us a bad rating, I'll be very sad. You don't want that. Um, you don't want us to be sad. You don't want me to be sad. You know what happens when I get sad? I get very upset. I cry. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, Josh, do you want to throw out any plugs? I think you have some things to plug, actually, right? I got a, I got a, I got a, I got a website. I, I sometimes write about games uh, in like a longer form on uh, Zone, which is the goofiest domain name i've ever purchased in my life <laughs> and um, the josh zone man uh, there's only like a couple articles on there i'm kind of side tracked by classes and stuff right now but um i just kind of i just write on occasion and uh i like castlevania a lot so if anybody likes castlevania That's true. i can confirm that i'm uh <laughs> I'm, I'm the last surviving fan of that franchise so <laughs> hey the uh i think I legitimately think the only like one that I've put like any actual time into was Castlevania 64, <laughs> hilariously, I, which I've heard is notoriously the worst one. It's so bad, and I love it so much. <laughs> was there was that the one with a big skeleton? Yeah, giant skeleton. There's yeah. skeletons on motorcycles. That's what my oh, my scared me. My Discord icon is from that game. <laughs> it's quite scared. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, it's a weird one. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, yeah, I guess let's uh, go ahead and, and go. So um, I guess the last word for the the winner, we need some sort of um, some sort of incantation or phrase or, or something like that to to break us out of this endless loop of grinding for more monsters. Um, <laughs> uh, what do we need to say? Um, anyone have any ideas how we how we should out, out, get on this? Um, I do not know a single line from these games. Joshua, oh, yeah. Is there are there quotes? <laughs> it doesn't really seem like there's a lot of things to, to quote. Yeah, it's not the most quote worthy franchise. Wait, can I find a quote from the movie um, that maybe isn't the racist joke? Yeah, let's see if we can find a good quote from the Monster Hunter movie. <laughs> um, we can do the the PSP claw as we say it. Have you guys ever seen that? No, wait, no. It's a uh, for Monster Hunter Freedom Unite. The camera is on the D pad for the PSP, right above the analog stick. So uh-huh. you have to like put your hand in like a in like a claw formation to like control the oh, camera. Oh fuck! I think that's very good. I think I have a picture. Um, yeah, I, I guess we can all do that on our own here. I don't know if anyone's going to be able to see it. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. Oh, my my hand hurt real okay. bad after playing that game. <laughs> Quotes. Oh god, we're gonna die here. That's not a good. Quote. Ooh, perfect. <laughs> They're everywhere. I'm just on IMDb. Um, I saw a dinosaur in a museum one time. It wasn't that big. My, uh, in my, my character in Rise, every time you, like, harvest stuff from a, a defeated monster, she just gleefully goes, carve, 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 and it freaks me out. I don't like it. <laughs> okay, great. Um, I'm gonna close this out on this, this good quote, um, as the, uh, as the, they see the, uh, the monster rising out of the sand in front of them. This shit is officially above my pay grade. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's like 2000s
opening up your Wii U and seeing that a game was available for it was like Christmas. <laughs>